a couple seconds. Oh, fantastic. We are live, Sam and Luke. That was a nice how you guys ready? We ready Let's for this? Do it, man. We're pumped. gonna be amazing. We're pumped. Sam, so, Sam's never been live before. So I've never been nervous. live. This is my first time. I'm a little nervous. Never been live. You've always had these recorded. Yeah, hmm. we, we go live a little bit. I was just kidding. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys are messing with me this entire time. Sam, Sam already, Sam already has like played like three pranks on me. But anyway, <laughs> so oh, I am so 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 happy and so glad and just so pumped to have you guys, uh, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls. I'm gonna do a little bit of intro, but you guys may want to add your own. I know we posted, I posted in the group. Um, about having you guys on, but you guys are two thirds of what is it? Faster house, faster freedom, faster funding, faster everything um, for your guys's companies in St. Louis. You guys, from my understanding, do everything in regards to residential from wholesaling, uh, rehabbing. You guys run over 200. You guys have over 250 rental properties. Um, you guys also do hard money lending. Last time I heard it's over what, like 10 million on the streets in St. Louis. And I just, you guys are amazing. Not just like the amount of stuff you guys do in residential real estate, but the community you guys have built um, through your faster, what is it? The Faster House Buyers Club. Um, you guys run an REI group once a month. Last time I was there, I mean, it was jam packed in a convention center of, there had to be easily 250, 300 people there, right? So <laughs> yeah. And so these guys, not only are they really, really, really concentrated and really amazing at what they do, but they also care about the people in our industry. And it's one of the reasons, you know, Sam was one of the first people I reached reached out to um, to start talking about launching this endeavor and this podcast and this coaching and consulting company about really getting behind the scenes and talking to successful entrepreneurs in our industry and really get the mindset and how they approach being an entrepreneur. And a perfect example, actually, Sam and I were talking a couple minutes before we came on, and Lucas was actually dealing with something that goes right into what we're talking about. You know, um, Sam said, and actually, I'll let you guys kind of, if you want to give your intro and then go into what Lucas was dealing with before he came in, like just we can start rambling and, uh, you know, we'll see where this goes, right? No, that's good. Yeah, that was a very nice introduction. Most of it was true, not all of it, but I feel like. <laughs> I think we're here and we're not <laughs> leave this interview and just, you know, thank yeah, you yeah, um, exactly, exactly, guys. Yeah. And, you know, you know how this industry works, you know, the the whole, hey, everything out there, you can make it work, right? If you craft it the right, right way. So, no, but go go ahead, guys, and uh, give the give the actual information and then go into what Lucas is good. Well, that was good intro. Thank you. We, we appreciate that. Um, so I'll just kind of give a little bit of intro and then Luke's going to do the thing and then talk about, we were just talking about the putting out fires and we were leaving the office and got said, hey, we need to buy this house today or we can't, or we can't close kind of thing. Um, so yeah, Sam and Lucas, as Josh mentioned, um, we have a house buying company. Um, we have a um, property management company and rental portfolio. And then we also have this education company that we kind of mean up in this office. We have a hard money lending company. Um, Luke's and I actually don't don't do anything with that. They're just in the office, but they have 11 million on the street, which is exciting. But everything else you had, um, you hit a nail on the head. Luke's and I have been growing our rental portfolio for about the past six years. Um, We've been able to be pretty successful at that. Um, we have a mixture of single family rentals and multifamilies and actually storage facilities. We're doing a little bit of development in that. And uh, yeah, Lucas nice. kind of runs the show in the flipping company and I kind of run the show in the education company. What what you say, Lucas? Yeah, just a couple of things you said there, Josh, that really jumped out at me was, um, you know, what, what we do to help 
uh, I think you said serve the community. And actually that's our mission statement is to improve, support and serve the community. And that's really every single uh, division of our business. That's the same mission statement because what we're doing here um, is exactly that. Whether we're providing quality, safe rentals for our tenants, whether we're helping a seller out of a sticky situation, whether we're teaching new investors to do the same thing that we're doing and to do it the right way, you know that that is our mission, and that's kind of what uh, uh, keeps us going and gets us up in the morning, and gets us excited about what we're doing. Yeah, that, that's kind of just if you have that overseeing everything you do, um, that, that kind of you hopefully you'll make the right decisions and be going the right direction if that's kind of your grounding or your anchoring. People over profit, Josh. That's what Luke's been saying around the office the past two months. People over profit. So how about people and profit? People over yeah, profit. Let's I love do it. both. Cool. So that what sounds great too, right? <laughs> yeah, Josh. So we had this... Um, you know, we had this house under contract and uh, we knew we were going to sell it to uh, a conventional buyer on a conventional loan. And it was actually someone in the office parents. So it made a really nice like owner occupant type home. Um, we, we've had extremely bad luck assigning contracts that are going conventional with a conventional lender. Uh, so we had uh, we, we tried to assign it. Uh, we we kind of disclosed everything up front, what's going on. But the, the day of closing, they kicked back the assignment and they had everything wrong on the closing statement. So long story short is uh, we have like an emergency line of credit um, to for situations like this for houses that don't double close that we can pull from. And, uh, you know, it was 184 grand. So it's not cheap. So uh, that's exactly what that thing's for. We don't like to use it a lot, but uh, at least we had it. Yep. Making the deal happen. What's going on, Ben? Yeah. Hey, Ben. How you doing, man? I think I'm getting some echo on the back end. But yeah, so you guys were able to, uh, I mean, it sounded like you put the fire out, got that line of credit. Um, so you guys are actually going to close it and then do the uh, do the closing with the, you said it was someone in your office's parents. Yeah. And so you're going you're gonna to close that on the back end with them and what? Do you have yeah. to restart the process? Is it still going on? How are you guys going to manage that? Yeah, we can close it in a week. Uh, we just got to close on it for one week. So uh, not the end of the world, okay. but uh, you know, we want to <laughs> well, make ourselves happy and uh, live up to our word on that end. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. And uh, for sure, it sounds like, well, I mean, at least that's good that it's not what FHA, you got to wait like 90 days and all that jazz and all those curriculums. So, well, it. that's good. And, and that's that's probably, it sounds like the best option and the best hope that you could have had where you only got to hold it for a week. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah. So, and that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about. Like if, if you come in and just to give you guys a little idea of kind of how we approach this of, you know, there's a lot of stuff that will happen where you'll have to put out a fire or there will be a curveball, And it's not a matter of, you know, reacting to what happens to where it's the end of the world. It's okay. This happened. How do we approach it? How do we make this work? How do we put all of the pieces together in order to make this a win-win-win for everybody where it works and, and we can keep moving forward as opposed to there's a lot of times in the past and, and there's a lot of new people that come in where that mental of I don't necessarily know how to do it gets them stuck and they can't move forward, right? And so over the years and over that experience, it's kind of like, hey, this is how we need to approach it. So Let's go into, um, so yeah, thanks for that story. It's amazing. Let's go into a little bit about how you guys started, where you guys came from and kind of your background. And and I know we gave a little bit of your bio, but what what started you guys in real estate? What was your purpose? Like, what was your why? And like, what gets you guys excited to wake up every day to, you know, approach this with the, I want to say intensity and really the just 
um, the approach that you guys have. It's really, it's really awe inspiring when you see and you're in these events that you guys are promoting every everyone promoting anything that you guys have to do the energy that you guys bring to the table is just amazing and so can you kind of give a an idea of how and why you guys do that go ahead Walt. yeah so, <laughs> yeah so so i'm from st charles missouri uh got an engineering degree went to college did that whole thing thought i was going to be an engineer and about my first week into it i was like you know this is probably not for me um so i kind of developed a plan to to get out of that and uh, i fell into real estate and fell in love with it uh, started realizing the power of how much you know rental income you can get over what your mortgage would be and, and fell in love with income producing properties uh, i didn't live in this area at the time so I, uh, sam was my was my best friend i'm just joking. still is my best friend and <laughs> i called him i was like hey man i'm moving back to st louis we're gonna do this thing and uh we looked at probably 50 houses in 2014 and we found one, uh, my mother-in-law actually was our agent. We found one on the MLS. You can find deals on the MLS back then. Uh, bought nice. a house in Allen Heights for like 77,000 bucks in pretty decent shape. Uh, that house is worth about 165,000 today. We still own it as a rental. Um, so that was our first rental. And then uh, we kind of got addicted after that and bought a, bought 120 more. So we're at 121 doors. Uh, Sam and I, uh, Brian and Debbie, who are our, our business partners in uh, a lot of things, but the property management company, uh, they have 124. So we're right at 245 doors we're managing mm -hmm. through Greater STL Rentals. And uh, real quick on the why, before I kick it off to Sam, you know, the why at the beginning was just to, to, to get out of my, my day job and, uh, and, and make some money and be able to live off the cash flow of my rentals. That was my why. It has really changed since then. Um, but, but initially, that you know that was it it was a lot about about money and freedom to me at the beginning yeah it was more about freedom it's more of those um i always say this this is just this isn't exactly my why originally but it's kind of um what i say is i want to you know create enough wealth to help people um you know live comfortably and help people but to pay for my great 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 grandkids college kind of wealth not like you know i retire when i'm you know, I was on I was on pace. I was doing pretty well at my job and I enjoyed it. But I was going to retire when I was 50, you know, have a few million in the bank. Pretty cool. Live a decent retirement life and then hand, you know, a little bit down to my kids. And that would have kind of been my legacy. But I wanted to create that long term generational wealth, which you can do with real estate. That one example, Lucas said in 2014, we had that house. We owed 100 and it was worth 125. And just in the past six years, it's worth 165, 170, 80. So we have, you know, almost one hundred thousand dollars in equity in just one house. That just show, shows you kind of the power of being able to do multiple at a time, which we've learned how to do. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of uh, got addicted to the I, I really like the competition of it. You know, we both grew up playing competitive sports, just the the drive, the strive, you know, the competition, you know, the the, the highs, the lows, just having that competitive com uh, spirit in um, in this type of environment is a lot easier to get than at a corporate job work for somebody else, making somebody else wealthy. So you can kind of uh, kind of live or die on your own and you just you kind of can create your own future a little bit more than you can work for somebody else. Hey, Josh, nice. and I did want to hit on, yeah. you, you know, there are a lot of lows, you know, in this in this game that we're playing. Um, um, yeah. I would say more lows than highs. But when, when the highs hit, they're, they're really big and really fun. So you got to just kind of stay, you know, even keel and don't let those lows knock you down too much. And that's actually a great point. And one of the things uh, I wanted to touch on is when you guys do have those lows or like the fire, you know, you had to put out earlier, 
what do you guys do to get yourself pumped back up? Because that's one of the things I'm, I've seen and I've really noticed as I've gotten further into my journey as well is like, and especially launching something new and you guys are, you know, were relatively new when you started doing real estate and, and you know, those rental properties. How do you shift yourself out of those? Like, man, this is, this is a Monday. It's tough like today feels like it's gonna suck or like you've got something that you weren't expecting that really kind of just knocks you off your game what do you guys do to to help uh maybe pump it yourselves up or um you know in this situation you guys have a good partner you guys have been you know as you say you know best friends for a while um but no yeah best friends but no what do you guys do not just for yourself but maybe each other because i'm sure there's things that lucas can see um how sam is you're operating some days and then vice versa you get to know each other well enough where you can become a support system and be like hey man like i notice you're not really on your game today what what's going on like how do you guys approach that and are there any tips and tricks that you guys have found over the years to really help uh that you can relate to other people yeah, I mean, for sure. So that's the tricky part about my job is I have to bring my own company and then I have to help Lucas when he's down and make sure he's running his company good. You know, it takes, you know, 30 hours a week to babysit Lucas. Um, no, but uh, I think that was the biggest part when we got started, I, I get asked all the time about partners, picking your partner um, properly. And we always from the beginning understood that our friendship was first. But aside from that, having each other to kind of when it's when you celebrate the highs and dig out of the lows together, I think was a lot because there's um, Lucas will probably tell you I'm a I'm a, uh, an interesting person, half glass full guy, but like I like stuff like I'm like, oh, like it's the end of the world. And Luke's like, no, it's not. It'll be fine. So we kind of have each other to balance off of. And my skill set and Lucas's skill set is is similar in certain instances, but a lot of instances, it's completely different. So we always kind of say if you're getting a partner, you need to get along with them. But if they have the same skill set as you, then you don't really need them. Um, there's no point in having them. You're just going to have to share the profits with them. But if somebody kind of can help you grow and you can grow faster and kind of offset your weaknesses, that's when having a partner can really, really, uh, really help you out. Yeah, I would uh, add to that. You know, the, like I said, lows are going to happen and, it, and they're OK. You know, <laughs> they're not going to be highs if there's no, if there's no lows. So you just kind of got to I am always one that wants to like fix the lows like as fast as possible. But there's sometimes you just got to like feel them and go through them and, and, and naturally come out of that. And uh, I, I had like early in November had a had several personal setbacks, actually. And um, you had nothing to do business related, but just having an awesome team and coming back to that great team um, after I kind of try to navigate it through those lows really helped boost my spirits, whether it be a partner or, uh, you know, the other team members. So, and having things run when you're out for a yeah. little bit, taking care of some personal things, having the team that you trust to do the work when you're not there, as well as something to come back to that can get you up kind of thing. For sure. Okay. Yeah. And so from what it sounds like, Luke, what you're saying, Luke is what you're saying, you know, definitely don't avoid feeling those lows, but kind of embrace them as far as like, Hey, without these, like the highs aren't going to, aren't going to be as high. They're not going to feel as good. Um, and you know, one of the things that I, I go through when I talk to people and I help coach people is like, yeah, man, you're, you're going to feel these lows. And if you're avoiding them, they're just going to stay around even longer. Right. Like if you avoid them, if you fight them, if you try to barrel through them, yeah, it, it's not going to work nearly as effective sure. as like, feel that, like feel that junk, feel that nasty. Like, yeah. So no, that's awesome, man. And so, um, one of the questions that I have is like, and you kind of touched on it when you come up to fear of doing something new and you have to make that tough decision, what is actually your process? Like, I know um, 
if you're starting a new adventure, um, I know you, I, I think Sam, when we talked, you were, you guys had just launched a, your, your coaching program with, or you'd co launched it a little while ago. When you guys come up to that decision of launching anything new, like a business, like a, you know, a new course or program, there's going to be doubts. There's going to be fears. Do you guys actually have, like, are you, do you, have you come to that awareness where it's like, oh, okay, there's some fear, there's some doubt. It's not really real. Um, does that question even make sense? Like we said, this is the first interview we've done. So if this question doesn't make sense, be like, Josh, you, you have, that doesn't make any sense and like go to the next one. But does that make sense? No, yes, it doesn't. No. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Um, and I should, yeah. I should know enough of dealing with Sam to not give him any ammo to really blow back in your face sarcastically. Just give me a little bit, Joshua. Just give me a little bit. Um, I'll go and then let Luke go. Yeah, like launching these new products and doing things like that. There is um, there is some fear there, but if you're if if you're scared to um, you know, just because you do it doesn't mean you're not afraid, kind of thing. What's that saying? You know, just right. you know, just being brave is, is being scared but doing it anyway. And that's a little bit probably dramatic for launching a freaking real estate product. But it it, it in general rings true. Um, just not being afraid to fail. And then honestly, I, I probably don't absorb it as much as maybe you were saying, like understanding that there's that there. I just plow through. And if it doesn't work, move on to the next thing. Plow through. If it doesn't work, we'll move on to the next thing. A little bit more of a, an aggressive approach. Just keep trying however, whatever works. And then if it works, just focus my time and energy on that. Um, so that's kind of how I mean is the new the new product type launching things. Um, and Lucas is a part of that, but mainly more, you know, working with an established big company that faster housing. So you, I mean, there's fear there, but you know, we're not really launching new products as much. Yes. I mean, but we, but we have a lot over the last five years yes. started new businesses. Um, I, I would say like, like Sam said a different way, you know, when you, when you hear the phrase like no fear um, to me, that's a, that's a joke. You know, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's scared of something uh, and it's okay. You know, it, it's how you manage that fear and, and, and push through to get around or whatever you want to call it. So um, to me uh, what it comes down to, especially at, at, at this stage of our career, which is probably, you know, more in the middle and not as in the beginning is just be super intentional about uh, any, any new venture that we're going to, going to start, you know, always step back and, does this connect to our why we're doing this in the first place? You know, um, if you're gonna gonna work more uh, and not see your kids and, and and wife, to me, it's 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 not. I'm not gonna do it. So uh, at this point in the game, I want to work less and make more money. So figuring out ways to do that and launch right. launch stuff like that is is a uh, you know kind of where I'm at. And I would say always keeping the long term because Luke and I have had these discussions. Um, closed door discussions a couple of times is looking at the long term because a few of the things we have launched and products and companies, man, is frustrating at first. Um, and it's just like, you know, this is this is this is a lot of work right now. And like Luke said, the goal is less work over long term. But some of the things we're doing are more work right now. Like um, we just, you know, combined property management companies. Um, and so we now we have almost 250 doors under management. And I haven't talked to tenants in, um, you know, I've probably talked to them once or, you know, a couple of times in the past two or three years. And now I have a stack of freaking 15 or 20 people I have to contact to collect rent just because more work right now. But long term, the goal is less work. So just always having that long term um, understanding that it might not be you know great now, but in the long term, it, it will and can be. So that actually touches on a, on a great point as well. Um, how do you keep that keep that eye on the long term while not getting overwhelmed in the short term when you are do going through those processes? So like if you're launching something, if you're doing this, it, um, is there any techniques, anything besides just like bringing awareness to it? Do you have a anything that you do every day or like when you start feeling for me? I know that sometimes when you start getting into the motion and you're doing you, you've got these 
list, like you said, now you've got 15 to 20 people you have to contact about like getting rent. How do you handle that overwhelm or like that? Well, this isn't normal. This is out of my realm of like everyday stuff. It's not going to last forever. But do you have anything that you maybe put in place or or um, a process or anything that helps you understand and navigate that? Or is it like your fear where you just kind of hammer through and Lucas has has the process? Yeah, I mean, Lucas, Lucas is the one to answer this one for sure. He's definitely. Um, I don't know. We go back. I see Lucas Lucas is probably the more level-headed one, but I'm still, I'm the one that has to sell. He wants to buy everything under the sun. So I'm kind of the conservative one there, but Lucas, you answer this one. You're probably better at doing this than I am. So you answer it. Yeah. I mean, nice. So I I think you got to figure out what your, what your personality is too. So there's a lot of people out there that want to do and just have a, have a huge task list and just knock it out. Um, We're probably more the lines of, um, you know, thinking bigger picture and, and building the business. Um, so we're putting steps in place to where we can step back uh, every now and again and be like, all right, I, I got to stop doing for, for today and, and think big picture and strategy. And uh, we have uh, quarterly retreats and weekly meetings and uh, stuff like that that allow us to see the big picture and not get stuck in the day to day. And we also have weekly meetings with our team to 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 so we can get better at delegating some of the, the doer tasks and we can step back and focus on the big picture. Yeah. OK. Sam, anything to add to that? No, I kind of spaced out mid uh, mid response from him, so I don't even know what he said. So I don't want to repeat what he said. So he crushed it. Yes, he 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 crushed it. And and I I didn't really even go into some of our backstory. Like we've done business together, we've wholesale deals together. Like I've seen you guys run your traction meetings, which is a um, an EOS system, entrepreneur operating system, and like I've I've. I, I used to go to the bathroom in their office because we officed on the other side. And so, um, but yeah, it's, I've seen you guys run your, run your, your business. I've seen you guys run your program and like before you shifted to the big office and yeah, you guys just always ran it, especially Lucas, it sounds like is the, uh, the process and the orientation guy, but yeah, always, always were running those meetings and always was like, Hey, vision, this is where we're going. Like, let's not lose sight of that. So, yeah. And you and Lucas, you really touched on Sam. I'll I'll refresh you since you kind of zoned out. Right, you, you, yeah, you you really touched on something that I'm 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 experiencing in our industry that it's not like it has been in the past and there's starting to be a shift. It used to be all like hustle, hustle, grind, 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 work 60 hours a week, sacrifice everything and you'll get whatever you want. And there's starting to be a shift of. I guess you want to say a belief system of and people actually executing and showing that you can have it all as long as you you're doing stuff with intention, as long as you're doing it with the right the right purpose and you're keeping that vision and you're you're honoring that process for you. Like you can have everything you want. You can have the family. You can have all of this. You can have a life that you really enjoy. Granted, like you guys said, you may have to you have to commit to doing it initially up front. But that commitment, as long as you're working towards that goal of, hey, this is what I want my life to look like, it starts coming true and it starts manifesting. Right. And so that's that's one of the shifts that I've seen. And and I appreciate that viewpoint, Luke. And, you know, Sam, I know talking to you, you believe it as well of like, look, I don't have to work 24 hours a day in order to have what I want. If I put support in place, if I have the right vision and I just go after it the, the way that it's meant to go after, it'll happen. Does that does that sound about right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. We've done it. Um, right. And maybe you'll get 
more money faster. But, um, you know, is it worth it is the question you, you kind of got to ask yourself. Um, yeah. And, and we did that up front. So I'm yeah. not going to front like we didn't. We busted our ass. No. So, no, and that, and that's the thing too, like launching, launching this, this consulting and, and coaching and this podcast and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm work, I, I'm doing the same thing. Like I'm working 16, 20, 18 hours, 20 hours a day, most days, but it's also a difference in the beginning. Like you're doing it for me and, and knowing you guys, it's because you love it and you know that it's not going to take, it's not going to last forever, but it draws you to the work and it's enjoyable as opposed to, I have to get this done and then it becomes draining. And then that's where burnout happens. And you see people that, you know, maybe they end up getting, you know, they end up being millionaires, but they're just miserable people. Right. And so that's not what, that's not what I'm looking to do. I know that's not what you guys are looking to do or help the people in our industry do. So um, real quick, I've got a question from Ben. I don't know if he's still on here. <laughs> ben, yeah, Ben has a question. Sam going to jump out the pool backwards like it does on TikTok. For sure, Ben. I, <laughs> um, yes, I have a TikTok and yes, I have a pool and I, you can like fall in the pool and then reverse it and like come out and do it. It takes a little while to actually the words, but yes. Yeah. I, uh, if, I, if, if he had the technology, I would fall backwards and fall forwards for you, Ben. If I had the video software and we had a pool, like without a doubt, that's what Sam would do. And maybe we'll do that on one of the future podcasts. Just do an event and set that up. Um, <laughs> so thank you, Ben, for the input. That does touch on something that that Sam, you did from, our, you know, you have kind of launched and you have kind of taken a hold. And, and we can kind of talk about that as well of you're launching into a new social media platform with with TikTok. Um what made you what made you decide to go that route? Why? Why was it a arena that you felt was was it undiscovered and you felt like it was something that you could take advantage of? Um, <laughs> ben says that's the only reason I'm on this live right now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Thank, thanks, Ben. We, we appreciate the support. So. Yes. Uh, so TikTok, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm so with the, launching this faster freedom brain. I'm just in the brain building stage right now, giving them as much free content as possible. We're talking around the office. Shazad, our, our new hire director of operations for the company, our free line is like huge. We're giving away everything for free. Eventually, we'll we'll nail that down a little because right now we're just building a brain and trying to get as many people that know the name faster freedom as possible right now. Um, and we've been doing YouTube and Instagram, and you know those are a little bit more saturated, a little bit harder to, to get traction with. And I thought yeah. TikTok was just a, and it kind of is still just a, a place where little 15 year olds go to shake their butts at each other. Um, but then somebody showed me a couple, uh, <laughs> well, that's what it is. Uh, but that somebody showed me a couple like uh, probably six months ago that mm -hmm. um, somebody did a video on the Burr method that 250,000 views. And I'm like, my biggest YouTube video has, you know, 450 views, like, holy crap. Um, so then gotcha. I started to do it and there it's become more mainstream in the past six months by a lot. And it's going to continue to do that. It's just not as saturated, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, right at this point now in the past six months has really gone crazy. I mean, there's, there's, I can scroll for, you know, two or three minutes and all I see is you uh, is videos on real estate or investing. Like, you know, they're, they're, it's that space has become a lot more, um, you know, older people, a lot more adults have gotten on that space. So I got in just kind of cause it was a little bit less saturated than the other two um, gotcha. platforms that we utilize. Um, and, and we've got a lot more traction there than quicker than we have the other channels. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. And so that's, uh, that's what I, I just heard an echo. Sorry. Um, yeah, man. Uh, ben just said, I discovered TikTok 
a few months ago and it got me into wholesaling and now I'm addicted to following real estate investor thought leaders and I'm learning so much. Love it. Um, do you, what is your, uh, just we'll do a quick promo brand right now. Get Ben, uh, ben is one of your followers. What's your, uh, what's your TikTok handle or whatever they call that? Faster, faster freedom, faster freedom. So just look up faster freedom and it'll pop up. I think it's technically faster freedom underscore Sam, but just look up faster freedom and it'll pop up on, we don't need to plug it all, but TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, it's all in the name faster freedom. So whatever, if everybody wants to poke around, they just follow me on there. There you go. All right. So faster freedom. All right. So one of the other, uh, one of the questions that I also have for you guys, we're right at about the half hour mark. So we'll probably hit this for another 10 minutes and then I'll let you guys get back to uh, putting out fires and helping the community and all the real estate investors that you guys help. So, and doing deals, you know, making money, all that stuff. What is it? People and profits? People so, and profits. Yes. We can have it People, all. You can have it all. So um, what are your guys' non-negotiable habits? Do you guys have non-negotiable habits like you do every day, every other day, once a week? Um, I know for me, just to give you an example, like I meditate every day. I listen to affirmations when going to bed and waking up. Um, I'm going to a self-defense class every week. Like those are the non-negotiables. I put out content every day. Like what do you guys have built into your business for each one of you that is like, hey, this is what I do regardless. Like it's become autopilot almost, if that makes sense. You know, what do you guys have built in that that helps you in your business and helps you guys succeed? Yeah. Um, well, to, to keep the business on autopilot, you got to have a good team. So I check in with, uh, you know, my, my, my sub leaders every day. Um, just with either a, a quick uh, phone conversation or or face to face conversation, but then I also have a, a weekly meeting with each of my uh, sub sub leaders every week, um, and that's a more kind of in depth dive of what's going on, how they're feeling, try to get ahead of any issues. So, uh, um, as far as personally, you know, um, normally we're excellent at uh, getting to the gym and exercising. Um, haven't done as much as we would like, um, but. Um, I just moved, so I'm building a little gym in my basement. So hopefully, I get back to that quick. Uh, love, love to eat healthy. Um, I was a vegetarian for like the past four years, kind of getting away from that now. But uh, well, are you? I didn't know you were starting to eat meat again. A little bit. What are you eating? I, I did have a steak the other day. Look, yeah, I, know. I know. But uh, regardless, still want to, still want to eat healthy. Is there nothing sacred? Come on, in four years you just threw down the drain. Yeah, and four then, years, um, man. And, and nice. Then, uh, so, so exercise, eat healthy, and then I'll spend some time with my my son and wife each day. That's that's what I want to do. Yeah, I wish I was a little more regimented. Um, I feel like everybody's kind of gotten away from that recently with all the you know the the, the everything going on with COVID, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, Luke's and I used to meet at the gym three four days a week at six thirty and work out and then head to the office. But I haven't been doing that. Um, I mean, my main things are just um, spend time with my family every day, and then um, I get I gotta do at least one TikTok a day. Um. Ben just said on there up to 336,000 followers. So that's uh, been fun, but a lot of hard work. So I, a TikTok a day has yeah. been time with family is where, where I'm at right now. Just, um, you know, I, I wish I was able to uh, meditate, which I know I can, but just being able to sit down and do that and uh, all that kind of stuff, I, I've gotten away from a little bit, but just uh, kind of keep it simple and just keep moving the business forward. I feel like TikTok. Luke's answer was better than mine. As usual. Well, that's all, that's all judgment, Sam. Don't, don't, don't buy into that. So you're a, uh, your uh, what was I gonna say? Your TikTok a day, man. There's got to be a theme or a, a slogan you can craft into that with your uh, your marketing. Tick, TikTok a day, yeah. TikTok a day gets Sam to a payday or something. Who knows? Yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> so something like that. But uh, yeah. So 
I appreciate that. Um, do you guys have any, actually, I've got one question I would like to ask you guys um, before we head out. What do you guys feel each of your superpowers in real estate is? Everybody's got something they're really good at. For me, it was always um, contract to close with like title issues and like getting sellers to sign crazy, crazy like special agreements to where we basically for wholesalers like having and helping them understand why it was important to where they'll pretty much sign anything that got us out of a contract if if you know there was a like a bad inspection or something but they were always super eager to sign it i just had an ability to do that what do you guys i mean i know i know lucas runs like 30 rehabs at a time so you know there's something there sam no do you guys have anything that you know you're really like this is your zone of genius in regards to real estate I'll give three. Um, Dang. Nice. nice. Follow yeah. that. Follow that, Sam. Gosh, how much time do you got? <laughs> yeah. It, it, what you said about like title issues and, uh, you know, sell, getting sellers to sign, especially good. That is not my superpower at all. You know, I don't enjoy title issues. You know, I do like yeah, working yeah. with sellers, but I'm not the best at it. That's why we got that whole acquisition team for that. But uh, I would for feel sure. like my superpowers are um, uh, leading a team. You know, I know that's not really real estate related, but uh, business related for sure. Um, is, yeah. Analyzing deals, whether it be, uh, you know, a burr rental for us, a big multifamily deal, a self-storage deal, or just a, a normal flip. I feel like I, I'm good at that. And then just just laser focus. Like once we get a plan in place and build that plan, you know, I'm pretty good at, at, at uh, you know, running that plan into the ground and making sure we execute. Nice. I can actually, I can confirm. I saw Lucas uh, breaking down for like a small, like 30 seconds to a minute on a storage facility when I was walking through your office one time. And I was like, oh man, like he, he he's good. <laughs> so yeah, I can definitely confirm that. And Sam, how about you? How many you got? I don't know. I have none. Um, so <laughs> can I have one that's kind of a superpower? It's kind of a uh, super, it's what's the opposite of a superpower? Uh, Not like a burden. A burden. Yeah. <laughs> a, a liability. What's your liability? Liability, <laughs> liability and superpower. Is that good? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's a good thing, but it's also kind of a bad thing is never being um, satisfied with whatever any business that we're doing, always trying to push people to do more. They may be doing a good job, but if I think they can do better, I'm going to let them know I think they can do better and try and help them do that. So in, in a way, that's a good thing, pushing myself and always pushing others around me. But in a way, it's a bad thing. How and sometimes the, I mean, I'm being a little hyperbolic, but not really. Never ever being like completely satisfied with how the how business is going. Always wanting to get better. It's it's fun, but I mean, it's exhausting. Always, always, always pushing. Um, it can be exhausting at least. So it, it's a good thing. I always push myself and other people. Um, but that's a bad thing. Never really, um, you know, never really taking in and just breathing. You know, I've accomplished this and this is what's going on. Never ever really having that moment of satisfaction. Just keep driving. So it pushes the business, but also kind of can be a hindrance, I would say. Yeah, I, th I think that's good, though. I like that uh, about you, first of all. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> and this and is I, why it's important to have partners that, that, yeah. count, that counter. Yeah. yeah so, think, yeah, uh, what were you saying, Lucas? Uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, David Goggins has a quote. I, I think I'm going to butcher it, but something along the lines of like uh, uh, peacefully never satisfied or something. And I kind of mm -hmm. interpret that as just like enjoying the process of, of striving for perfection as long as you're happy doing that mm -hmm. you know that i think there's nothing wrong with that at all yeah 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 so sam what you're kind of touching on is um 
combining attachment or not attachment, uh, fulfillment and achievement. A lot of people and like striving to be better growth. You can have that. It's the desire that builds you forward. And from what you talked about, it's really kind of a uh, it's really kind of a altruistic um thing as well about helping other people understand that too of empowering and validating and like hey i know you know you may have hit this ceiling but i know that you have more in you i know that you're good like it's empowering if it's approached the right way so yeah it's just a matter of like having that fulfillment and that that uh content at the same time you can have that desire yeah man so. the right way, like you said like we've uh We've probably we've gotten we our profit per deal has gone up two thousand dollars this year as, over last year, which is a lot over that many deals. Mm -hmm. And looks That's like awesome. I'm like, well, of course, you know, it should be more than that because of this, this, and that. It's because we're paying this and doing that. Like it should be, you know, it should be here as opposed to holy crap, we just literally are going to make several, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars more on less deals because we're being more profitable. So that that kind of um, upside of it, which is good to always be wanting to get better. But yeah, it's definitely something that you can embrace and um, try to probably improve on. Yeah, definitely, man. All right. Um, and then last one, I just have a random question. Do you guys have any sentimental deals? Like you guys look back and you're like, I know every deal you've done with me is probably sentimental, but like actual sentimental, like I know for me, the first one I did, like I had a house, I literally had to bend over because it was so like, so such a hoarder situation. I walked in through the basement. Up the going over the bend over comment, but anyways, keep going. <laughs> I had to hunch over like to, because yeah, there you go. Because my head was touching the ceiling. Like I had to lean over and it, it, it just, it was like the first one I did with like new, new ways to negotiate and all that stuff. And it really just showed me it worked. And I remember the lady and do you guys have any deals like that? We'll close it up with kind of the sentimental, uh, sentimental deals. If you've got any of those. No, Luke's a very sentimental guy. So I'd be I surprised got, if he I got has two. He has two. Wow. You just got, he just got numbers on numbers. Go. Yeah. Well, uh, nice. One of them, it's probably more sentimental to, um, our acquisition guy dusty but uh he's been working on this deal uh this little condo in uh maryland heights for two years now and uh the seller was um uh asian mm -hmm. um, I, I was wondering what you were gonna say but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh was asian and we had and she didn't speak much english so the the communication and uh had to hire a translator to get this thing done and, and it's oh, just man and we rehabbed. lived in New Jersey. Lived in New Jersey, so we ended up buying it like a couple months ago, and uh, we rehabbed it, and uh, we're under contract on the back end now, ready to close. I think the beginning of uh, beginning of the new year. So that was a really cool deal, and it just it just shows you how long and some of these deals really take to come to fruition. And the second one is we bought uh, my uh, grandparents' neighbor's house, and my, both my grandparents have, uh, have passed away, um, but. Uh, I, it wasn't a home run deal at all, but I really wanted this freaking house. We kept it as a rental, and we just kept kind it as of a for rental. that purpose. And uh, with, with hopes of maybe buying my, my grandparents' house one day. So those are the two I can think of. Yeah, um, kind of mirror off Lucas a little bit. I just, I really like how, um, you know, all our whole team, um, you know, enjoys their job and they work hard and they, they get paid very well, but that's a good thing because they, they work hard and that, you know, they, they do well. So they, I like having a team that enjoys their job and, and, and pays well. And then, um, as far as a specific sentimental um, deal, um, I mean, not a whole ton. I, I and maybe it's a bad thing. I probably I don't like you know get attached to much as far as that kind of things goes. Just kind of look at them and move on to the next one. So specifically, nothing. Maybe Pembury that um, Edith was was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, connecting with an um, with a lady whose husband just passed away and really helping her. Um, 
would come to a closure on the property that she had lived in with him for a long time and just be okay with it. And she was um, MF and all the other people that have been in the, in the house and then yeah. her just been um, yeah. me and then us having a connection. And then she gave us a great testimonial. So just helping out people like that was, was fun when I was more in that buyer role. Oh yeah, definitely. I, uh, th those are always fun when you get the old, uh, I call them the piss and vinegar people. They're, all, they're always, always full of that, but for some reason they always love you and love like, talking like about butter. all the other people, right? Just like, what? Just like butter. <laughs> I always say if it's a, if it's a, a spice or salt and vinegar, um, older woman, I'm going to buy their house. They're just, they just melt like butter in my hands. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how it works. Yeah. So, well, all right guys. Um, is there anything, and I always love this question. Is there any like advice you would give yourself like 15 years ago before you started all this that, you know, you probably wouldn't take at the time, but you would want to give yourself anyway. That's how it normally goes. Um, you know, we're too stubborn back then to really follow what anybody else says. But any uh, any just final words of wisdom to the people on the podcast, um, new people that are, you know, starting to follow new people getting into the industry or people that are, you know, working to find their their way on their path to building something bigger. Any lasting words? Yeah, I'll go and then Luke can go. Um, so I get uh, asked this question quite a bit. Um, and I always tell people that um, Luke's and I figured a lot of it out on our own. Um, we are, I'm glad that we did um, and we were able to be successful, but we hit a lot of roadblocks along the way and made a bunch of stupid mistakes. So um, paying somebody, and this goes into your business too, Josh, paying somebody who's been there a little bit of money right now, it seems like I, I didn't want to do it back then and I get why people don't want to do it. But man, that's stupid. If you can, if, if somebody's charging you, you know, a thousand bucks for a course, two, three, four, five thousand dollars for a course, and they're legitimate, that will literally save you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your first couple of years. If you, you know, we don't even get to technicalities, but if you're doing the Burr method, um, you'll get more equity. Even if you're, even if you do the property right and you refinance, you get all your money back, but you could have got more money or just wholesaling or working on contracts or just being smoother and navigating those paths that every um, entrepreneur and real estate investor goes through, having somebody that's been there and done it, if they know what they're doing and the price is reasonable, just pay it. You're literally going to make 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 times that if they're legitimate and know what they're talking about. Just why would you try and figure something out if somebody else has already figured out? It makes no sense to me. So um, paying uh, and, you know, somebody's charging 50 grand for something that's not worth it. Don't waste your money. But if they're legitimate and at a reasonable price, you are going to get that money back. Um, very quickly. And um, it's in the law, the things you're going to be taught along the way are going to save you hundreds of thousands of dollars over the year. If you're planning on investing in real estate for a long time for two grand, if I can save myself $200,000 over the next five years, why wouldn't you do that? So, yeah, so that's, that's the first step. I would call that, uh, you know, educate yourself, whatever it looks like, you know, it looks a lot different to a lot of people, but mentoring yeah. and coaching is a big part of that. Um, and then just, uh, mm -hmm. You know, don't stop there. Make sure you're taking massive action. Just take any action. Uh, it's never going to get any harder, uh, any easier than it is today to take that action. Um, and I feel I feel like a lot of people get get caught in that and be like, you know, oh, I got a you know I got a kid on the way, or uh, I got a kid now, or my kid's almost leaving for college. I'll wait till they. they a lot get of kid a, stuff you just said. Well, I feel like <laughs> like the kids. And, it does sometimes. You know, spouses a lot. Um, so. Oh just, yeah. You know, having that fear still, but being able to to embrace it and conquer and get through it, I think is is so important. So start today. Do not wait another day. Oh yeah. Well, and yeah, just to kind of piggyback on what you you guys said is, you know, Sam, you're you're exactly. I mean, that's pretty much what I'm building my my consulting business around. Of like, look, 
you can you can go out and buy confidence, which is what a lot of people in our industry do. Uh, they you know they buy programs and and you know courses and all of this stuff because they're and then touching on what Luke said, they're not confident enough or they they don't have enough of that belief that they can do it to go out and take that imperfect action. And what ultimately happens is they you know they go through the courses and it may not be suited for them and but yeah hitting on exactly what sam said man if you if you want to and i'll do a plug right here for you guys if you do want to learn real estate and you want to learn rental property and you want to learn the burr method and and anything that has to do with any of rental property like these are the guys to talk to these are the guys to buy their course like spend that couple dollars as of right now, it's only a couple dollars in the big scheme of things on the back end. You go into it with the right intention. And that's really what I talk to all of my people about is like, what is your intention with buying this course? Is it to take one or two things that's going to save you a lot of time and it's going to make you a lot of money on the back end because you just have to learn one or two things to tweak your business? Or are you trying to fix something that you feel is broken, which no course or program is really going to do that? If you're trying to lump on information on top of something that's not already there, you're just going to create analysis paralysis, which you see a lot of people like, hey, I've talked to 12 different gurus. They give me all this different advice, like wholesaling, rehabbing, all of this. And it just creates confusion because you're not actually following what your own intentions are telling you to do and what your own gut is telling you to do, which really, when you get down to it, is really the only thing that you need to follow to, like you said, Lucas, is go through that fear. When you start connecting to that inner inner guidance you have, like it makes it much easier to... Uh, makes it much easier to keep moving forward. Right. So hopefully I didn't detract from what you guys said, it, I, it, but that's just it. You guys, I mean, I love you guys for more than one reason, but you know, just another example of, you know, what's up, where you're pointing, pointing. Yeah. I love, I love, all, you. I'm just giving you some I love, love. all of you guys. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, we're right at the 45 minute mark. I appreciate you guys. I mean, so much more than I can tell you guys. Um, but it, anything before we part, anything, Anything else? You good? Any sign off you want to do? You want to craft a craft a, a sign out now for TikTok or something? Sam, you good? Yeah, TikTok every day, all day. <laughs> TikTok <laughs> every day, all day. And we appreciate you having us on, Josh. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, guys, I appreciate you uh, and, and showing up powerfully and you know giving nothing but forty five minutes of just pure awesomeness like you guys always do. I love you both, and uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll get this out and I'll keep you know. You, you guys know you anybody that needs rental properties or anything or any information in that arena, I'm sending them your way. So I love Thanks. you both and I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, buddy. See ya. All right, guys. Bye.